They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yes. I want to dance. Clock strikes upon the hour and the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. I've done all right up to now. It's the light of day that shows me how. And when the night falls, <laughs> loneliness calls. <laughs> oh, I want to dance with somebody. Me? I want to feel the heat with somebody. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> you ain't feeling the heat with nobody. This feels very uncomfortable. It, feels, it got weird real quick. Christina's not going to like her intro. <laughs> I thought we were being clever, but now I just think we're being creepy. That's it. It's fine. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us on Thoughts at Rock. It is your favorite podcast, even after that intro. Yes. And, uh, you know, we try and exchange two, not one, but two pieces of life-changing advice. We try and do that in about a half an hour. That's it. We are incredibly excited about today's mm-hmm. show. This episode is sponsored by Miro. Miro? What's Miro. I use Miro as a sort of um, digital whiteboard. So I keep it in my office. It's on my monitor. Mm-hmm. I put stickies on it. I can do mind maps. I can do all kinds of stuff. But it basically takes the place of me having one of those old school giant whiteboards that we brainstorm on. Now it's just on my computer. and I can, So cool. It's super cool. I love it. It's really keeping me incredibly organized, which as you know, is a task. Yeah, but you're, you're always in tune with the tech, man. You've always got the latest and greatest toys. Love that. Obviously, this podcast is a great way to get some free weekly leadership. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want something a little bit more, you want something fully customized, yeah, baby. you are going to love Certified Rockstar. This is our edutaining, we like to say, culture mm-hmm. and leadership training program. And there's different versions. Yep. You can get a half day. Yep. You can get a full day. Whole day. Multi-day. You can get a multi-day. And now we have this awesome interactive virtual version. We will zoom you out. Zoom is kind of like Q-tips now. Oh, it's like it's Kleenex. It. Yeah, it's like all it's of a sudden true. anything distant space is just use the word Zoom. It's true. It's true. Listen, as always, if you like this show. I do. Then do us a favor. I will. Go, just take a, a quick second. doesn't have to be long. Give this show a rating and a review. You know we're five-star people here. Mm-hmm. Anything less, don't do this. No. We're just going to tell you straight Just up. walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Curse our name out to people if you want, but do not give us less than a five-star rating. <laughs> yes. That makes people go the other way, and then we can't make any money. It would. See, here's the deal. 
We need that so that we can raise the money to give it away to Cannonball Kids Cancer. You know that's what this podcast has supported, that this organization since we started. They do incredible work sort of providing options for kids who've run out of options that are battling pediatric cancer. Please go check them out online at cannonballkidscancer.org. That's the place to go. And listen, we know how busy you are. Super and busy. Just trying to find a little bit of time to step away and get yep. some leadership in your life. Yep. We get it. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're probably multitasking right now. You're probably doing a couple things. You're listening to Thoughts That Rock, but you're probably also doing something else. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're fielding pitches in a batting cage. (laughs) Maybe you're searching online for a custom bidet. Uh, That's the wrong address. Or maybe you're color coding your doTERRA client files. What's brown? I don't really know what you're doing. It doesn't matter to us. We just want to be the half hour you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do it. Oh. Mm Our guest today is Christina Martin, who is a dancer. She's an athlete. She's a fitness trainer for kids and adults. She's also a speaker and probably just as important. She's the founder and the executive director of the Type Zero Foundation, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. First off, Christina, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Hello. Thank you guys for the opportunity to be on the show with you. Yeah, us too. We've been wanting to do this for a while. And uh, I know that we've had a chance to to meet with you. Uh, again, just full transparency. I met Christina at uh, a realtor networking event and uh, was just blown away by the things that she was doing. And Again, we can talk about that. We've we've had a, a lunch since then, and I think she even participated in part of one of our first certified rock stars brand. So she's uh, she's very familiar with the stuff that we do, and you know we'll have Christina's full bio posted in the show notes. But I did want to just point out a couple cool highlights. First off, I love this about her. She's a professional dancer with a nationally winning hip hop crew called the Squad. What? what? Boom. <laughs> you know, done. We could stop there, and it would already be cool enough. But. You know, she does have some other things underneath their belt. She was invited on season 11 of NBC's American Ninja Warrior, and she was really the first female on the show with type 1 diabetes, which I know she also will want to talk about. But what I love the most, she started that Central Florida nonprofit for diabetes called Type Zero Foundation, which she started really as a teenager just to make wow. us feel inadequate. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's <laughs> go get she's her. allowed, right? Exactly. <laughs> she's a go-getter. And now she's just a fantastic motivational speaker and an advocate for the diabetes community. So again, we're just, we're so stoked that Christina's here. And, uh, you know, Christina, I think you probably know from listening to some of the episodes, you know, we do things a little bit different here. We're not doing the huge interview background. We love to get right to the heart of the matter and give our audience these great pieces of advice. So we're just going to leave the floor open to you. What is your thought that rocks? The thought is, it is the courage to continue that counts. Hmm. Is this from something that you discovered on American Ninja Warrior? (laughs) 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 Where, Where did this come from? So... You know, I'm always, always trying to grow personally. And uh, one little fun fact about me is I'm absolutely obsessed with planners. I love, like, I create custom planners online every year and, and just love really designing it the way that, you know, it fits my life. And so I was looking for a quote that I could put on my planner for last year. And I came across this one. It is the courage to continue that counts. 
So I ended up putting it on the cover of my planner and didn't know that it was going to end up pretty much being like a catalyst for everything that happened in my, in my year of 2019. Hmm. And, and, you know, this is funny too, because I used to sell planners. I was in time man. You're, you're talking about planners where you plan out your day, right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So I used to sell these things before I got involved with doing stuff with the, uh, the Stephen Covey organization before they became Franklin planners, it was Franklin time management systems. And, it's funny because I actually know this quote is actually the back half of a Winston Churchill quote. And the first part of it's interesting because it talks about success is not final. Failure is not fatal. And and then the second part is obviously it's the courage to continue. That's the thing that matters. It's not mm-hmm. just because you hit a goal or attain something. That's that's not you haven't achieved it. You know, the whole thing. And if you fail, that's cool, too. That's not the end. You can always get back up if you've got that second mindset. So, you know, I just, it's funny that you throw that out there, but I guess, you know, it must be a a rewarding that you've probably used this in your life. And I hope that you can talk about some of those things where it's applied to your life, but you know, now you get a chance to teach that, especially with uh, what you do with kids and, and, and adults. Definitely. And I never really thought that I would be teaching it. And that's kind of the cool thing with it. Yeah. Where where have you used this in your life? I mean, is it, I I know Brant was asking about the American Ninja Warrior, but you know, you've had some obstacles in your life that maybe people would say, geez, this really isn't going to be the right thing for you or not possible for you. Is that where this quote came into some real practicality versus, you know, just sort of seeing it in the, in the planner itself? Yeah, definitely. So I, you know, I had designed the planner in, in, December for the upcoming year. And um, as far as American Ninja Warrior, I applied for American Ninja Warrior um, back in November of 2018. So what ended up happening is in January of 2019, I ended up in a serious car accident. Uh And yeah, it it was it was bad. I I really could have died in that accident. And, um, and I came out and I was told I had permanent injuries that I would never fully recover from. And it was, it was absolutely devastating. Um, and then just a few weeks after that car accident, I get the call from one of the producers of American Ninja Warrior saying that I had made it onto the show. Mm. But now I'm there. <laughs> I'm there and I'm, I'm, I can barely move as it is. And I'm being told I have this opportunity. So that quote really helped me because I realized that I was only going to focus on what I had control over and what I had control over was, was doing everything in my power to heal as best as I could, both physically and mentally. So I, I was in the physical therapy center all day, pretty much every day, just doing everything that I could to build my strength back up. And when American Ninja Warrior came around just a few months later, um, it was absolutely amazing to be standing up there and just imagine. thinking to myself, wow, I I almost lost this opportunity, you know? Sure. More than that, just the opportunity. I mean, it's, it reminds me, Jim, um, we, I can't remember who uh, we recorded, it was the guest, but we had a thought uh, that came from St. Francis uh, of Assisi mm-hmm. that, that sort of reminds just recently. me. Yeah. It reminds me of, of what you just said, Christina, and that uh, there's this great quote from St. Francis that says, 
you know, start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And before you know it, you're doing the impossible. And, um, you know, my guess is that must have been sort of what your journey was like, right? I mean, you, you get into this horrible car accident and all of a sudden you see this opportunity come that you weren't planning on and now you've got to figure out how to get there. Right. And so you had to just sort of start with what you needed to do before you could figure out what was possible. And before you know it, you're standing on that stage, um, competing when it certainly didn't look like that was going to be the case just a few months prior. Yeah, it definitely seemed like I was going to possibly have to turn that down. So yeah. Well, isn't it interesting how it adds to your story? I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, look, people, I'm sure there's a bazillion people who try out for American Ninja Warrior. Jim and I have tried out for years. They've never years. selected us. They don't call. No. Um, we should <laughs> We should probably be able to do a push-up before we enter something like that, so, but that's fine. Um, but, you know, here you are now. It just becomes part of... This, this, the courage to continue that counts, right? I mean, you literally are embodying yeah. your quote and, and that makes for a great story and a great narrative when it comes to TV shows like that. We want, we want to know those things, right? We want to believe in you. We want to cheer for you. We want to see you succeed um, in spite of those obstacles. So what was that like for you to, to sort of get to that point? You're standing on the platform. You're getting ready to go. What um, what was that feeling that you had? Did you flash back to, I can't believe I, I'm here, or was it all focus in the moment? So when people ask me like what my favorite moment was on the show, it's actually that moment right there where I'm on the platform before I compete. Because So I, I live with type 1 diabetes. It was something I was diagnosed with when I was 13. And when I received that diagnosis, I was very ashamed to have this disease because hmm. – there are a lot of stereotypes that exist, like, oh, you have to be old to have diabetes or you have to be overweight. And I had no control over this happening to me. It was something that happened through my genetics. Hmm. And um, so I still was embarrassed. I didn't want people to know I had it. And and long, you know, once I had started really advocating in the diabetes community, a part of me still didn't really feel proud of the fact that that I was living with this. So when I was standing on the platform to getting ready to do the obstacle course for American Ninja Warrior, I had a few thoughts that came through my mind. One of them was taking me back to when I was 13 years old and I was in the hospital after I had just received the diagnosis of type 1 diabetes. Mm -hmm. And I was scared at the time. I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish the goals that I had in my mind at that time as a child, I wouldn't be a professional dancer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really get to do much of anything. It felt like a death sentence. And then, yes, I was embarrassed to have to live with this disease that I didn't decide to have. I thought it made me different yeah. in a way that wasn't going to help me. It was going to hurt me. So when I was on that platform getting ready to compete, and I took the moment to point at my insulin pump and all the cameras are around me. There's people in the crowd and they're, they're cheering. They're very excited. I ha- also had um, 29 people that had driven up with me from Florida mm. to go support me. And they're all wearing their shirts. And just seeing all of that pointing at my pump and hearing the cheers, it was a moment of 
just remembering that time when I was scared and, and realizing, hey, I've managed to use this disease to help me forward rather than the reverse. And I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. And then, yes, as far as the car accident, again, it was it was just feeling really humbled at the fact that I had worked hard to get to where I was. And it felt, like you said, it felt like it was impossible just a few months before. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Again, I'm, I'm sort of going back to, to saying, look at you now having the ability and the desire to teach other people to be able to live their lives. I mean, you certainly have gone through some obstacles. And I've said, you know, Brant knows many times on the show that you can either think of things happening to you or happening for you. And maybe even with the embarrassment, um, you know, and the feelings that you had, you're now looking at it as, you know, there's a reason why this happened to me and I can be a voice, a very positive voice for other people that are dealing with this or in your own case, look at these obstacles that have been thrown your way and, and you're able to overcome it. I mean, this is, it's definitely not exactly the same, but I think about this quote every time I go to Publix and pass the zebra cakes, you know, it's (laughs) courage to continue that counts. It's, it's probably not the same, but I, I go through the struggle too. Damn little Debbie. She she gets us every time. I just, I, you know, I wonder if um, now in the role that you're in, you know, you, you are leading, in my opinion, a very charmed life. I watch you on social media. I see the things that you talk about. How did this quote factor into the work you do with Type Zero Foundation? How, how is it that you actually do use this, whether you verbally say it or just live it out now that you're influencing more people that in fact do have type one diabetes. It definitely plays a role every single day. When you, when you start something of your own, you, (laughs) this is definitely the quote to live by because, you know, there are a lot of things we can do in the world in which the future is black and white. You can see, you know, okay, I want to be a lawyer. I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to study these things. These are the benefits I'm going to have. And, you know, and it's, it's pretty much already drawn out, but saying to yourself, I'm going to start something that doesn't yet exist, yeah. starting a nonprofit. This is what I want it to do for people. That is hard. That's scary. And that's where this quote really comes into play. It, it, it definitely takes courage to keep going when you don't know what success is going to look like. But that's also what makes it really exciting is not knowing yeah. it could be something even greater than what is just laid out in front of you, you know? Great point. And, and maybe that's a perfect segue. If you think about, you know, your, your idea, this thought about, you know, that courage to continue, but, but what if, you know, maybe you shouldn't be continuing. And I think that fits perfectly with the uh, corresponding thought that we have this week. Brant, what is our thought that rocks? So our thought that rocks this week comes from the incomparable Seth Godin. And Seth's quote <laughs> is this. Thoughts that rock, number two. Strategic quitting is the secret of successful organizations. And so, Ooh. yeah, right? So you, we sort of saw this <laughs> and took a look at it, especially after you know knowing your story and seeing the quote and knowing how important it is to have the courage to continue when, when things maybe aren't perfect um, and to start something completely new. But the question really started to come, which was when, when does the courage to continue become a detriment? Mm-hmm. And like, so I, I will say, I'll give you an example from my former world of the music business. Um, so we started in the music business as purely a Christian sort of recording act. 
and and we would see uh, a lot of other uh, I'm going to call them artists. Let's see, let's call them musicians, um, and they were not good. <laughs> let's just say that they were not good. Um, it, it, and that's not a that's not a critique on their artistry. It's a critique on their ability to stay in pitch. How's yeah. that? Okay, <laughs> that that that's just was a fact. Anybody could do it, right? Anybody could hear it. Uh, Helen Keller could actually know that these people were not meant to do what they were yes. trying to do in that moment. And the challenge is, you had all of these people saying, God, oh, "Bless their heart." Bless their heart. They're just doing it for the Lord, mm-hmm. right? And and my challenge was, uh, no, the Lord is blocking his ears right now oh. because that is just not that ain't, that ain't right. And so what happens is you get these you get these people who give you false positives, and they want to encourage you and they want to tell you to keep going. And that's good, but but man, it's just, if it's just not your gift, you can't make it your gift. I don't care how hard you want to work at it. There's certain things that are just blessings that come to you and you got it and you're strong at it. And there are other things I get that you need to work at, but this idea of the courage to continue that counts. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. But what about this idea of strategically quitting? What if you pursue something for so long and it never happens and it robs you of the opportunity to be super successful in something else? Yeah. How do you know? when to strategically quit as opposed to continuing to find that courage to move on. Is there, do you have a thought as to how you know the difference of those things? Is there a time frame? Is there a, you know, your heart feels a certain way? Like what, when is that moment that, that you realize? Yeah. So I believe that first, the most important thing is to really think about what it is that you want to bring to the world. What is, what is it that you feel is missing in our world right now? What do you want to change? Where do you feel like you fit where you can fill in those gaps? Mm-hmm. And then you need to also determine why it doesn't exist already, because this kind of goes with what you're saying, where strategic quitting can be uh, something that works in your favor. Well, if it's, if you're trying to do something that doesn't exist for a good reason, then it's probably not something you should be pursuing. But if you know for sure, that what you want to do can really help people. And if you feel like it could have helped you in whatever situation you were going through, then at that point, you need to put all of your focus there, tunnel vision, and come up with practical steps that you can use to get there. Yes, I know also Seth Godin, he does talk about having a time frame, And mm-hmm. I think that is a really great thing. Also, I know when I started Type Zero Foundation, I was told that... Um, most nonprofits fail within their first three years. And my goal was to make sure that we were in no place of failure within three years. So even though I didn't say, okay, if, if type zero is not successful in three years, I'm turning away. In my mind, I knew my goal was within three years to be at a certain point. I love that. That, that actually, I mean, it helps too, because I guess when I hear the word quitting, like right out of the gate, I'm like, nope. That's, you know, that's not going to be me. It almost, when I'm looking at the two quotes side by side, I go, they, they seem not so much corresponding, but counterintuitive. You know, you're mm-hmm. almost told to, you know, if I could quote Jack from Titanic, never give up, Rose, Gosh. never, never give up. You just lost. It, it's, that's perfect. Oh, <laughs> half our audience now. <laughs> that's right. Up, but we probably gained some people too. That's fine. I, I, you know, I do think, um, here's another way of looking at it. If you're using a time 
um, you know, some sort of a marker that says this is what I need to do by this time. I think that is extremely helpful. But maybe, Brant, to the music analogy you were using, you and I have friends right now that come to us all the time to say, I want to be a professional speaker. Yes. Like, I want to do what you do, right? Yes. And, you know, let, let's be honest. There are some, they maybe don't have whatever that it, the secret sauce. They don't have the skills. They might not have the message. But man, they've got heart, they've got commitment, they've got passion, they've got the courage maybe to keep at it, If you know, using uh, using Christina's thought here. But for whatever reason, they don't have the, the um, you know, the edutainment that we talk about. And so it's never going to happen for them. And I think maybe going back, Christina, to your point, you know, maybe they need to set a goal that says, I'm going to attain this, I'm going to put all my, my, you know, oomph into it, but in three years, four years, you know, I'm going to run out of money or I've wasted a lot of time or my well-being or mentally or whatever. You wanted this goal and maybe to to Seth Godin, you've got to have this strategic plan in place that says, listen, I'll, I'll go as long as I can to this point. But at some point, I need to be able to, to move on with my life. You know, that sounds like that's kind of what what you were saying as well, right? Yeah. I know Seth notes, you know, stay in your lane, which I interpret as do what you are good at, do what really brings you passion, something that, you know, you, something that's not exhausting to you, you just enjoy it, you love it, 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 you could do it in your sleep, that is what you should really be embracing and pursuing. For me, that is part of that is speaking. Yeah, when, yeah. you know, I, I'm able to speak to people and not feel like, oh my gosh, that was so difficult and hard. Like, no, I absolutely enjoy it. And I love it. So therefore, that was part of how I knew this is a part of what I need to be doing. So, but I know at first, you know, I was also asked that question. Okay. Well, Christina, what do you think you're good at? Like when I was trying to figure out, this was before I started type zero and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I had the, the hardest time answering that question and people would say, Oh, do what you're good at. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to make that into the reality that I need to be living. Yeah. Just, just have to, once you can figure that out, then everything else will fall into place. For sure. This is what she thought about before she started the foundation when she was 12, Brian. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, you know, I look at it and go, so for me, in situations like this with people who want to be speakers, or they want to be singers or artists or wh- whatever they want to be, you know, it. And, and we talk about this a lot of defining the what so that you can choose your why, right? You have to define those non-negotiables. What are those non-negotiable core values that that you that really sort of govern your life they're the rules of the road Um, you use those to choose a purpose that is in alignment with those things and when you do that you can decide on the how you're going to live that out and to me part of how we discern strategic quitting is you have to have the what and why defined first that's an it's a non-negotiable it has to happen because the how is where we try things. The how is where, you know what, uh, if this, if these are the things that are super important to me and here's the purpose that I believe I'm here on this earth, how I live that out can change on a daily basis. And if I'm trying to do one thing and that particular how wasn't um, the right fit, it doesn't negate the what and the why. Mm-hmm. It just means that that version of the how wasn't as effective as I wanted it to be. And so what are the other ways in which I can honor the what and the why? And so that becomes, you know, for me, there's got to be some level of proof, 
right? You've got to have some, some sort of proof that shows that you are on the right path or that it's having the effect that you want. So if you have the what and the why defined, you can find proof that says your why is real. So if, you know, for me, the, my purpose, right, is to creatively impact people's lives by authentically providing hope. That is my purpose. Mm -hmm. I should be able to find proof in my life that that's real. Mm -hmm. And if I can't find that proof, liar, liar, pants on fire, right? Either my, what is wrong? My, why is off base or the, how is not effective at all. And so I have to sort of look at all three of those to know, I, I don't, I don't know that you could strategically quit without addressing the, what, why, and the how. I guess that's my point. Preach. Right? Boom. Seth, <laughs> you owe me a book. Seth who? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Was there a question for Christina in there? I think that's there? great. I think that, oh, I think that's great also because, you know, one thing that you're bringing up here is having a mission-based motivation that's for why right. you do things. That's there are right. so many people that don't have that. They're like, oh, I just want to make money, so I'm going to go do this. Well, that is not going to get you through those tough times when you're questioning whether you made the right decision Amen. or when you're trying to figure out if strategic quitting is something that you need to consider. So definitely, I love that. Yeah. I think for, for me, um, this has been, you know, I probably took a little bit longer than most to sort of figure that part out. I, you know, I think most people probably know now at this point, I went to college to be a musician and, you know, I was okay for the formal, the choral, the classical, you know, opera-like training. This is not really what I wanted to do. And I thought I was going to be relegated to, I don't know, being a music teacher at some point. But I knew I wasn't that great at it. And, you know, I probably could have continued. And, and I think my talent would have maybe got me into a very mediocre sort of music career. But Gatorland. Gatorland was a big, <laughs> big help. Um, that put me on the right path. Um, I, I did realize even at college that I needed a little bit of a different shift because to your point, the mission based pathway for me was about impacting and influencing people. And I wanted to use yep. whatever talent that I had. So luckily the levers that I'm pulling around music and ultimately six years in public education and two decades in hospitality, I, I still use all of that stuff and what I'm doing now, but my ultimate goal, even though it was a long and winding road was to speak like you said i mean that most most people on this planet are just so fearful of standing up in front of other people even just introducing themselves it's the number one fear of all humans and so if you've got the talent and the ability to do that and you have real you know content something to say behind it get out of the way i think that is such a rare thing to do and so you know i don't discount my mediocrity uh, w with my music career, it just was a stepping stone for me to have the impact and influence that I have now. Do you do you think with all the things that you've done in, in your background, and again, I think you're still at a, at a young stage where you're, you know, the world is your oyster. You could go in any direction, but you've already accomplished some pretty cool things. Do you think that there's something else um, in your pathway down the road? I definitely do. Um the way I look at it, we're never done learning. We're never done growing. And the moment we stop learning is the moment we stop growing. So I'm definitely open to all sorts of possibilities. Um, and I know doing American Ninja Warrior again, that's also, <laughs> that's nice. also on my, on my eye for sure. So awesome. For, for those yeah. that don't know, can you tell people what uh, Type Zero Foundation does? What do, what do you do? Type Zero Foundation, you know, you I know you've kind of 
joked around about it starting when I was in high school. So the the basis of Type Zero did start when I was in high school. I started a high school club with the intention of bringing awareness to diabetes and also teaching people how to dance because it was I love dancing and me and my best friend we went together to start this club. And what we found is it started this community within the high school. And that was awesome. So once once I started in college, I kind of reviewed why the club was started. And we originally wanted it to help the entire family system, not just the kids at the high school. So we took it a step further to make it a nonprofit organization. And the idea is, again, we're providing everyday support to anybody impacted by diabetes, whether you are the diabetic or you're the mother or you're the sister or you're just the best friend of someone with diabetes and you just care, you just want to be there. Whoever you are, we all have our own experiences and diabetes does not just affect the person that has it, it affects everybody that they love in their life. So we're here to create that everyday support system, strengthen our community um, as a diabetes community and just learn how to live empowered, strong lives with diabetes. So we do, we do a number of things. Yes, we, um, before everything happened with coronavirus, we were doing monthly outings. Now they're all virtual outings. They're Mm -hmm. just ways to bring the community together. We're just doing fun things, very casual, and it's based on whatever people tell us they'd like to do. And then we also have a few programs for kids, a sports program and a dance program just to get them out of their shell. Um, and, and all of this stuff, you don't have to have diabetes to be a part of. You just have to want to be a part of the cause. That's Love amazing. It. Love it. Christina, where can people stay connected to you uh, or find out more about the Type Zero Foundation? You can go straight to our website at typezerofoundation.org. And from there, you can learn all about what we do. You can join our community as well, join a virtual outing. And you can also donate because we are raising money to help our families as well during this time. That would be great. We we will definitely have this in the show notes, and, and we would encourage everybody listening to do exactly that. You know, check it out. Just go look at TypeZeroFoundation.org, and uh, if it moves you, you know, definitely put in a donation. Every little bit helps, and uh, that that would be amazing if we could just shine a little bit of a, a more of a spotlight on the things that you do. But we are so thankful and uh, j- just excited. I know we've been wanting to get you on the show for a while, but your your story is amazing, and we're going to just keep watching you on your journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. And can I say one more thing? Absolutely. Sure. Bring it. <laughs> so in the beginning, uh, Brant and Jim, you guys were noting how all of the things that I've been through, for example, are a part of my story. And I wanted to note for everyone listening as well that whatever you're going through, in your life, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, this could be related to a relationship that you're in. Maybe you're struggling financially right now. Maybe your own health is on the line. Whatever it is, all of these experiences you have are a part of your story as well. And if, as quickly as you can begin to see it that way, you'll begin to see that by you continuing to push through that and, and find the strength to get through that, you will eventually help somebody else who is in the exact same situation as you and doesn't know how to get out of it. And I can say also, Brant and Jim, um, you know, attending one of your events for entrepreneurs in the past, 
it's humbling to be here with you guys now because I know when I attended Aww. that event, I, yeah, I was, I remember like holding tears back because I was so frustrated with where I was at in my life and type zero was brand new and I was questioning the, you know, whether I was doing the right thing. I was having all those moments. You guys made me like super emotional during that time with all of the wisdom that you provided. And so to have heard back from you guys just, you know, a few weeks ago about doing this podcast, I was like, wow, look where life has taken me like in the last three years. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, listen, we believe in you and are incredibly proud of what you've accomplished no and just know that you are honestly uh, a generation coming behind us that we have the utmost confidence in um, and, and just incredibly proud to know you and can't thank you enough for taking a little bit of time and spending it with us and our, our folks here on thoughts that rock. Thank you so very much. Thank you. What a rock star. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we both used to be exclusively represented by Kepler speakers. But now it's just me. Brant is on his own. So to hire Brant, good luck getting a hold of him. For me or both of us, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock on! Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.